This episode of Friends of Flow is brought to you by NCLEX Mastery. If you're a nursing student and you're about to take your NCLEX, you need to go to the App Store right now and download NCLEX Mastery. Hey everyone, welcome back to Friends of Flow. This is Dr. Andrew Witters here. And I'm Dr. Rebecca Porter. And today, welcome back. Yeah, and today we're missing one of our, our uh, colleagues. I know, Tessie had, Tess- another, had another obligation Obli- today. Yeah, yeah. So we miss her and a shout out to Tess. Yes, a shout out to Tess. Right, there you go. Great. Yeah. Hey, Tess. So, um, so it's just us today, uh, yeah, uh, Dr. Porter and myself. So here we go. So we've had some comments about people talking about being bullied or incivility at work and and um, what to do. Yeah. So have you have you experienced being had people being rude to you or felt that you were bullied? Yeah. Oh yeah. I, Tell I, me a story. I, I I think it's I've in my experience even observationally now as a as an advanced practice nurse. I mean I I think it's still pervasive in our in the nursing culture. I think that the, the idea that nurses eat their young, I think is very real. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I've personally I- experienced it just, um, I remember as a new nurse, uh, this is the better part of 10 years ago now, um, being in an ICU setting. Um, uh, I, I, I of course won't, won't say where, but, uh, just answering, get, getting my questions answered, uh, it was seen as a pervasive degree of annoyance. Um, I, I was uh, treated like a like a lesser form of a of, of a nurse um, when I had questions about our system, or if I had questions about a particular clinical uh, uh, issue with a patient that I might not have had exposure to. Um, it was just really, and it, and it added to my frustration and daily stress grind. Um, uh, so, I, so I, I, I do think it's common. I think it continues to happen today. I don't, I don't think that nurses are very good about supporting each other. I think that um, uh, we, as a culture, as a nursing culture, is far more inclined to break each other down than we are to to build each other up. And so, I, I think there are stories out there all over the place. Um, yeah, when I was looking at the literature on incivility or bullying, um, almost 100% of people in the workforce, 99% of people, say that they've been a target of bullying, and less than 1% of people admit to having been the bullier. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, right. And in nursing, um, most of the most of the bullying seems to come from upper management, from nurse managers to staff. But I would like to just take a step back, two steps back. And one is to talk about the continuum of what is bullying. And and then, ta- and then we need to move into um, what does it cost? And then, oh, let's, yeah. and then let's go into um, how do I respond yeah solutions because i don't think we're taught in nursing school conflict resolution right and and what to do when when we encounter conflict hmm so incivility when do you feel disrespected andrew i think when uh when i'm either uh questioned um especially now as a prescriptive care provider um 
if I'm being questioned in a way that's that is uh, just not professional. Like I, what? Give me an I, example. I think I think there's a way to to question um, a, a prescriptive care provider um, when. Uh, by another might, nurse, but oh yeah, by, by well, by anyone. I mean, I, I think that we have an obligation to to be open, um, uh, to to hear constructive feedback. Um, but uh, if I write an order and I hear someone mumble under their breath, well, that's just dumb. <laughs> I, I I immediately put put it to bed and say, well, 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 hey, why why do you disagree? Like like, tell me why you think it's why 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 you think it's dumb. And then I have to bear witness to someone you know, maybe getting embarrassed that they didn't think that I, I heard it or something. And, but cause it just needs to be, uh, uh, at, at, at so my level, I, I just, I just want to just, just kill so it. So it's these, um, sort of under the breath comments. Yeah. Under the breath that comments. You feel disrespected. So yeah. I feel disrespected when somebody rolls their eyes, when I've yeah. said something and I, and, non-verbals, and the sure. nonverbal stuff really grates on me. Or even or like the size. I sigh. Or when I'm, or when <laughs> I'm teaching and um, s- people in the front row were actually looking on their f- cell phones at bride, bridal dresses <laughs> right in front of me. Just and not engaged. Just like I thought. Am I really that boring? Like I thought this was pretty exciting stuff that I was talking about. So it's this nonverbal stuff that that we can call bullying. It can be um, gossip. You know, yeah, people sitting is, is, in is the bad. conference room, chatting, or at the nursing station. Yeah. Um, not saying nice things about somebody. So that's another kind of bullying. And then you see the person that they're talking about or that you are talking or that I've been talking about walk by. Or my favorite is when I've said something not very nice in an email about within my family about another family member. You know how that goes. Yeah. And then I thought, oh, did I include them on that email? And you just break out into the sweat because I've been not nice. And it reminds me of what it feels like to not be nice. Yeah. So there's that sure. kind of bullying. And then there's the kind where you get yelled at. You know, mm-hmm. why? What are you doing? Who yeah. do you think you are to do that? That kind of bullying. Or that yeah. you feel disrespected by that. Uh, yeah, or and challenged. I, I, and I, I do think that nurses get yelled at. I mean, I think that that's another. I think that we get, get yelled at by other providers whether they be uh, other nurses or physicians or but there are times when a voice does need to be raised if oh sure if you are going to inject medication into an arterial line and you're the preceptor and you watch somebody decide to inject something into the arterial line are you going to go hey 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 oh don't do that (laughs) <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Or are you going to just sort of go, oh, my gosh, stop that. Yeah. And yeah. that poor student might take that as being yelled at when, in fact, it was necessary to stop something bad from happening. And at, but after a situation like that, I think there should be a, a, a debriefing. Um, uh, and, and, and I think that there there generally is, I mean, because it's a, it's a learning opportunity. Um, and I think that's what most uh, – uh, yelling situations can be can be turned into with the right kind of positive attitude. Uh, I think it's the it's the yelling episodes that that uh, 
challenges a, a person's intelligence or uh, uh, even decision-making skills that, that might not even be uh, uh, critical in nature, but um, uh, if, if they ask a question maybe uh, or and if, they get, if they get yelled at, that's just, that's just inappropriate. And, and, and right. those are the kind of things that now in my, in my career, I've, I've learned to feel very comfortable just calling out uh, a bully for what they're worth, uh, not necessarily calling them a bully, but just saying, Hey, like, like, why, why are you yelling? Like, well, see, like, I think that one of the ways to address that kind of behavior is that, yeah, you want to put them on the spot. Why are you doing that? But if you challenge them in that way, they're going. It's going to escalate the situation. But what you want to do, I think, what you want to do, is when you yell. I feel scared, and the patient isn't going to get what they need. Right, yeah. So when you do this, this is what happens. Yeah. When you, when you mutter under your breath about, I heard some under-the-breath comments while I was writing that prescription or after I wrote that order. <laughs> um, it, when, when I hear that, it makes me feel disrespected. And and it makes me wonder whether we should have a conversation about the whether this is appropriate yeah. for the patient. So it gets it off of you and me, and yeah. gets it back where it belongs on the patient. Right. So I think uh, when you can circle around and make the patient the focus of a conversation, emotions tend to just simmer down. Right. And 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 uh, and what no matter who it who it came from, if if. Uh, um, uh, if, if you can just say, call or call out the behavior, and then just say, "Hey, can we can we come to a, a common consensus about what we're doing for this for this for person?" This patient? Right. And so one of the comments um, on on that somebody wrote in was that their yeah. nurse manager was sitting in her office or sitting at the desk and not helping um, with some patient care. And the comment what from the nurse manager to this new nurse was, well, you just need to get out there and learn. And <laughs> how would you respond to that? Yeah. How, yeah. What would you, you know, what My, do you think the, you would the, the do? younger me would, would, would have probably, uh, you know, crawled under the desk and like, you know, uh, metaphorically speaking, of course, but, I, I probably would just would have shied away from from any further conversation. Yeah, the younger me, I was you know? I was bullied terribly in my very first job, and this is yeah. long, many, many, many years <laughs> ago, and in a different country. Um, and um, I was yelled at constantly by my nurse manager and berated and derided constantly in front of everybody. And I stood up to her. Mm -hmm. I just said, "I will not be spoken to like that." And and I ended up leaving. It was a messy situation. But how that work for you though, short term? I mean, did, I mean, how was the response? Oh, I am not. Oh no, 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 no. I am fine. I <laughs> I went and talked. It was at a small, small hospital, and I I um, went to the chief of medicine and said she had written my three month evaluation and it was terrible and i know that i was not the person she was writing about i knew i was a much better nurse and a much yeah. better person yeah. than what mm -hmm. she was saying and so i went to the chief of medicine and i wrote an 11 page rebuttal <laughs> 
and refused That's... to sign my evaluation form, and and I stood up for myself. I refused. Yeah. Um, and what a cerebral response! I mean, that, that's for, oh, for, a, for a new and young for brand person. New per- brand new nurse. But I, uh, for for me now, I for so so my my new younger novice uh, uh, nursing personality probably would not have done anything. I, I I probably would have sunk back into my my own shell, found another way to internally cope with it and move on. But I think now I I would say to this nurse manager in, the, in this kind of a situation that. Uh, this, this viewer uh, uh, wrote in. I would, I would t- I just simply say to the nurse manager, "I, I need your leadership advice." And and, and paint the it. patient needs your insight and sure, expertise yeah, yeah. right now. And I learn best. But yeah, but I, I think I think turning it back on the the nurse manager by saying, "Your your your leadership is important. I'm in need of it. Uh, I I need your help." Um, uh, is an opportunity for for like the balls in their court then then to respond in a way that uh, can then maybe make it more of a, a patient centered uh, 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 issue. So so even the, the person who might feel like they're 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 being bullied in this situation or, or, or being ignored perhaps as uh, a better word, um, uh, they can humble themselves even further by by taking a high road and then putting it back right back in their court, saying, "I need your leadership." Like, what do you, what do you suggest? Like, Tom, give me your advice. You know, what was your experience? What would you do in this situation? I mean, like comments like that tend to deescalate. Uh, it tends to validate the opinion of, of the person who might not be fully engaged in this case, the manager. And then, and hopefully the response should be, especially in a person who's in a leadership position to come back and say, yeah, gotcha. Okay. So you need some some guidance here. Let me, let me provide that for you. And, oh, and, and yeah, and that's right. You know, Mrs. So-and-so patient XYZ over here does need maybe some, some additional attention, but I, I can see where you're coming from. And so, so it's, it's a way of just, uh, rethinking, uh, re-engaging, finding just, and, and some of this is this personality flaws that, that we all have a, as nurses and trying to go around those, those, uh, that conflict avoidance, and and I'm just not gonna. I, I got a, a response from my nurse manager that didn't make me feel good, so I'm just gonna go crawl in a hole and feel yeah. really insecure or quit because. But I read a really interesting article um, yesterday in the Wall Street Journal about it's called managing up, and what mm. we need to learn to do, no matter what your position is is figure out how to communicate with your manager, no matter what position you're in. So study your nurse manager. When you interview for that first job or you're interviewing well, for advice. a job, yeah, that's great advice. is to really study the nurse manager. What does the unit look like? What does it? What does the manager's office look like? Is it chaotic and a disaster? <laughs> Can you work in a chaotic environment where the nurse manager looks like papers are all over the place and scattered, or do you want to walk into an office and interview with somebody where the unit is tidy? Like you have to know what you want. Sure. So. So when you're working and you're and and you manage up, so in an interview when you're learning your new nur- learning your nurse manager, 
is to watch how he or she communicates with everybody. Take yeah, the study them. Are important. Study them at work. How are they interacting? What are they doing? Is this a good fit for you? And and think about what you would do in that position. And and my best advice is to keep the patient first. Yeah. And not absolutely. make it about how you feel or how the nurse manager or a coworker. I remember that um when I was giving a talk on instability to radiology um technology people, the um Somebody said, um, well, this person keeps coming in and saying, will you help me? Or And I always, and this manager said, well, I always say, how come you haven't asked for help from person X? How come, why, are you, why aren't you doing this? And, and so how do I handle that, this manager said. And I said, I, I thought about it for a minute, and I thought, maybe they're being bullied Hmm, yeah. Maybe they're feeling insecure by their coworkers. Yeah. And so a better response for the nurse manager, instead of saying, have you asked Tom or Karen for help, is to say to that person who wants your help, is to say, have you asked, and in a quiet place, say, can you tell me about your interactions, about why you haven't asked? Or... Um, what have your previous experiences been? And just to feel that kind of nurturing mentoring. Yeah. But also, when you think your nurse manager is just um, sitting on their butt, um, to stop for a minute and think about what are the myriad of responsibilities your nurse manager has. True, yeah. And to have it just one day go in and say, tell me about your job. Yeah. Tell me what it's like to do your like. How do you be a nurse manager? How do you do this? What are you looking at? How yeah. do you know what's important? Understanding processes. And yeah. I, and I, I do think that's the 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 responsibility of of nurses. I mean, as they grow into their their specialty or and just general profession, uh, understand the what what the engagement looks like for. Everybody. For for everyone, yeah. For for especially for your leadership, because I think sometimes we, uh, again, culturally, nurses will will perhaps badmouth their 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 leadership in the in the in the break rooms and in in conversation around a nurse's station, but but they're they're human too, <laughs> and 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 they're tasked with some pretty heavy duties that aren't often patient focused. It's invisible work. Yeah. It, it, it right. It is. Uh, not, not, not to mention budgetary issues that, that oftentimes aren't shared uh, because they can't be. They can't be, and you don't want to stress the staff. Yeah, exactly. And so, and so, uh, so, I, and, and in my experience, I mean, a good nurse leader will always make sure that his or her staff is engaged at the patient level, and and the rest of the the the, the duties that are uh, above that, uh, whether it be the financial uh, duties or um, the capital management issues, uh, it becomes a non-issue for, for a floor nurse, especially. But it's still important to manage up. Oh, yeah. yeah for you up, as sure. a staff nurse or a new nurse practitioner in um, a workplace, manage up. Know what the management is doing. Yeah. Figure out what their issues are 
and under, get a global feeling of, of what's going on. Here, somebody else wrote in and said that they are being laughed at. That That is a really, that's really hard to know that you're being laughed at. And um, how would you, you know, I'd like to unpack oh, it with that person and I find I would like out. to unpack that too. I want to know sort of the context I get. I mean, yeah. I mean being laughed at just sounds on the surface, just humiliating. No kidding. Like maybe she asked or he asked a, a seemingly innocent question. Right. And some uh, yeah. senior person just sort of went, oh, ha, 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 you don't even I mean, know yeah, that. Who, yeah, I mean, um, that, that, that that's a difficult one to to unpack, um, uh, especially without knowing, like, um, I, I guess the, the, the context. Um, I guess my advice would be, or my insight would be to um, this person who asked that question or made that statement and others who have been laughed at, I think we've all been laughed at for something, is to sit back and think about what did I just say? How did I say it? And how how will I respond next time? Because it is really humiliating to be laughed at. Yeah. And if it happens again, maybe take that person aside and say, um, I when you were laughing at me, I wanted to know what it was and um, was it something related to patient care? Because if it is, w- can you share with me? Yeah, what that, that, that takes a lot of courage, though, too, to to like take someone aside and be like, "Hey." Yeah, but we're adults. Yeah, sure. I mean, sure. you're not you're not a 15 year old nurse. <laughs> you're probably a 22 or 23 yeah. year old adult who votes, who can carry a gun, who can drive a car, who <laughs> may, can get okay. married, have I kids. See. So put on your big boy panties <laughs> and your big girl panties and stand up straight and have an adult conversation yeah. and stop being a little wimpy. Yeah, yeah. So so, so I guess in a way, uh, uh, get get some thick skin though too is what you're oh, saying. Yeah, like not everybody gets a trophy all the time. Yeah, and then so and that's and that that's uh that goes into like the generational issues though too that we have discussed yeah, we, in yeah, we, yeah. on previous podcasts of Friends of Flow. And so um so yeah, so so yeah, be, being laughed at uh That's uh, a tough one. Yeah, it's but it's uh um I, I like to kill those issues just with yeah, with, with the, humor. Yeah. Like, and, and, and and if it's and if it is something that uh uh I guess I would look at myself first and be like Gosh, am am I being a goofball like right now? And maybe maybe I can turn that into a maybe I can turn it into something funny. Yeah, yeah, maybe I can yeah. turn it into something. Yeah, that, 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 that's funny. And so uh, somebody else said that they had been told in response to asking advice to look it up, mm. whatever that means. <laughs> so again, that comes back to if it's a if it's a really life-threatening or this has to be answered immediately kind of question for patient safety. Yeah. How do you, what's the best way to ask for information? If it's a critical situation, of course, yeah. ask this a senior person that you trust, a mentor. But if it's not so urgent, if it's can wait 
you know, five minutes or 10 minutes. It's the art of how the question, when the question is perhaps asked. I and mean, how so, you, so do you look up stuff yourself before you ask a question of somebody? Uh, so, sometimes. I mean, I mean, and, and sometimes uh, I remember being, when I was a new, a brand new nurse in the ICU, uh, I would try to know what my care assignment might be the next day. I would do my my homework um, on the patient, uh, be as buttoned up as I could to understand the diagnoses, maybe what labs, what drugs I might be passing, uh, those types of things. And that that was just the the professional expectation on on my floor. I liked it because it it was uh, it was challenging, but uh, I could come in the next day and I felt. I was relatively prepared. Um, I did the same thing, Andrew. But yeah. I was I was a critical care nurse in, um, before the before computers. Yeah, I'm yeah. that old. Yeah, and I used to come. I did the same thing. I would come in. I would know my assignment for the next day. Yeah, and I would come in with books. I would have three or four textbooks with me: physiology, pharmacology. Uh, a nursing critical care nursing textbook, and I would have them all at the bedside, and I would just be reading voraciously um, <laughs> for what my patient's situation was, in addition to understanding who my patient is as a person. Yeah. And um, so, so when you're told to look it up, yeah. And when you want to know something, do a quick literature search. Yeah. And in the real literature, not just not just a Google question. Sure, when, when time permits, for for sure. And yeah. and and. Uh, but if it is a critical question, say to the person, "I would otherwise look this up, but this patient's blood pressure is tanking. Should yeah. I put up the medication? Like, do I titrate this yeah. now, or how do I do this?" Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, let's take a break for a few minutes. Perfect. Let's do this. Here at NCLEX Mastery, we love nurses and especially nursing students, but we need your feedback about this podcast. If you have ideas on topics or you have questions you want us to answer, shoot us a message, leave a comment, go to our Facebook page and just tell us what you think because we want to help you in the most specific way that you need that help. Thank you so much. Hello and welcome back to Friends of Flow. This is Dr. Andrew Witters and we got Rebecca Porter over here. Yeah. Well, we were just talking about incivility or bullying, and and right. on our break, we were talking a little bit about um, nonverbal, right. the eye-to-eye contact, and what happens in the cath lab, what happens in the OR or another procedural, um, and how much nonverbal communication there is. And Andrew, you started to talk about that a little yeah. bit. Can you remember yeah. your story? I well we had a we had a viewer uh comment that what do you do in the operating room environment when you have uh eye rolling um in the OR environment as as many of our listeners might might relate to the OR environment is you're you're in this sterile uh environment with gowns and gloves on. You might have uh, a hood on, certainly a mask. So your the your physical features, uh, facial features, are everything's covered. So you just have your eyes to 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 deal with and to sometimes communicate, other than your your voice. And uh, the the listener commented, uh, uh, "What do you do uh, when someone is eye rolling <laughs> in the operating room environment?" And so, and the OR is is, is a unique place for a lot of the reasons I just mentioned. Um, it's, 
it doesn't get any more patient focused than in the OR. Um, in, in my opinion, you have someone who's anesthetized, uh, they are truly, uh, in, in the greater sense, um, helpless. They're depending on others to, to literally intervene, um, uh, to save their lives. Uh, so I think it requires a, a great deal of focus. Um, and to a degree, you need to let things roll off your back in the OR. Um, and, and then once the case is over, if you have a colleague who, uh, who you want to debrief with, as I like to say, then then approach it that way. Uh, during the case is, is, is not the time. Just not the time. Like, the, and this this is an opportunity for nurses to 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 grow some some thick skin and be and, and refocus your energy. And, and and you can show it too by your actions in the operating room by making sure that your uh, instrumentation is certainly ready. Uh, asking questions to the you know the the anesthesiologist or or uh, the operating uh, uh, provider whoever. you know hey are we doing okay up here the vital signs looking good you know just talk it out uh, be may, be be vocal about being patient focused refocus the 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 the, the group uh, circulators uh, within the operating room environment do the same thing um, so I, I would say rise above with your actions and in this case certainly uh, show. Um, that you're that you're patient focused, and then after the case, uh, um, yeah, I uh, like your idea of a debriefing. Yeah, and and to be able to um, ask that person, could we have a chat just for a few seconds, and and make yeah. it in a private place in a corner of the locker room, or and just say, I I I noticed that you were your eyes communicated. I felt that your I felt I perceived that. I felt that you were angry, you were frustrated, you were mocking me, or yeah. something was wrong, and and that I just didn't respond at that time. Can you tell me more about what you were thinking sure. at that time? Yeah, and and in the OR uh, situations, uh, it might be it might truly be nothing because like that's all you have to express yourself are your your words, and sometimes like you you can't use your words because you know we need to concentrate, but then your eyes do a lot of that nonverbal. Uh, uh, communication, and so so sometimes it just needs some simple clarification. Um, but I, I think those are the opportunities for for, for growth uh, and and growing uh, uh, some 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 thick skin, if you will. Uh, it's also other... time for team building. Sure. And I was talking to an OR nurse where I work, and she I asked her what drew her to working in the OR because I I couldn't imagine working in the OR. And and she talked about how great the team is, that she loves the team that she works with and that they know one another and the respect of, among everybody on their team and how they get to know each other. And she talked about yeah. she talked about people can just look at you and you know what they need or what they want. And and those few fleeting minutes with the patient awake, and it gets everybody focused on the patient. Yeah. And then you're and then the patient is anesthetized, and and you go to work. Yeah. And you're there as a team with one purpose. Yeah, it's game time. It's yeah. game time. <laughs> and she just sparkled when she talked about. It. So one of the things to think about is in addition to, I like your uh, comment about building thick skin, 
is self-awareness. Mm-hmm. Are you in the right place for you? Right. And I had a comment from an, a nurse uh, a couple of weeks ago. We were talking about the resolution of some conflict, staff conflict. And this nurse said to me, um, I love my job. I want to be here every day that I'm on. I come in here because I want to be here. I sometimes feel that the other, some other nurses are here because they, air quotes, need to be. I mean, we all need a paycheck. But the need to be, in air quotes, is that's where we get our professional integrity. I am nobody if I'm not an ICU nurse. I am a nobody unless I'm a med surge nurse. I am a yeah. nobody unless I'm a, a nurse practitioner, when that's not the truth at all. Mm-hmm. The truth is you are who you are no matter where you work. Um, <laughs> and so are you where you want to be, or do you have this crazy need to be where you are yeah because then you're not going to be your best self well that's very interesting yeah that, that's uh, those are some philosophical thoughts too perhaps oh, you know i think me. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's so, all good so this sort of segues into one of my other favorite topics which is um developing resilience yes because what nurses do, what health everybody in healthcare, the nursing aides, the nursing assistants, our our physician colleagues, everybody is so working so hard. And and you and I were talking earlier, Andrew, about the impact of technology and lo- losing focus on yes. on the patient. Yeah. And yeah. the person. Because there are so many distractions. And so in addition to the... So, yeah, so many. In, in addition to the technology distractions away from the patient, are what, it's just what we we're talking about, about bullying, because that takes our, our eye off of the patient. Exactly. So, yeah. and yeah. you talk about developing a thick skin, and I think that's a great analogy to building or developing resilience Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. the verb resilience to be resilient and to develop adjective resiliency yeah I, I do think if we could just take a step back from the into the the bullying uh uh issue uh just one last time uh uh I I think it's important for when a person feels disrespected um or or if they are being uh, bullied or not communicated in a way that, or not not being communicated with in a way they feel uh, built up, is to is to talk to your uh, fellow colleague without necessarily going to the nurse manager oh, first. Oh, right, good point. Because uh, because I think that's uh, uh, we, we talk about respect. If, if you even feel disrespected, it's important to turn around and show that person respect anyway. I mean, it's it's that whole golden rule thing, right? Uh, and, and you can get yourself to, to have thicker skin by exercising, uh, the behaviors that, that you want to be treated with as well. Um, and so, uh, and we, we didn't speak about that on the break as well, that, uh, just going to your nurse manager as a sort of that 
gut that, reaction. Yeah, that gut reaction or that prepubescent, you know, sort of action of well, I'm just gonna go tell, you know. I mean that that doesn't work in 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 the, in, in the nursing world all the time. Uh, um, uh, I think that if you can approach it head on with your with a fellow colleague in a way that you would like to be approached. Yeah, and exactly. not not the mean girl or the mean boy. Yeah. Like that's that's high school mean girl yeah, junior exactly. high stuff. That's what, yeah, that's but this I, I, is that's... this is being an adult and talking to that person how you would want to be talked to. If I yeah. if I had been and I have been rude to people. I mean we're all human and we yeah, we yeah. have our boiling points. And and when I've been mean to somebody, I feel terrible. And what I want to do is apologize. Yeah, sincerely. And and so when somebody comes to me and says, "Wow, I really, you really, you know, I was really hurt when you did that," or I just didn't feel confident in my care of that patient after you said that, really hits me in the gut. It would. Yeah. Um, so I I think it's to approach that person how you would like to be approached. Yeah. And to think about that, it's like Michelle Obama said when they go low we go high yeah 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 and, and 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 that and that makes you a tougher person you know yeah so it's debriefing with one another and i think a lot can be gained from sharing perspectives and what did you think well you know i thought this was a really stressful code that we just had and and um why i felt that like why did you yell at me at that mm-hmm. point like you were so um, directive and I've never seen you like that before. Well, wow, that I felt really intimidated because you were really stern and tell, like telling people what to do, and I I just got really scared in that code and 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 my friend would say it was a code. Yeah, this person's life was on the line. We don't say please. We don't say thank you. I am focused on getting this person back to life. Yeah. If we yeah. can. And friendships aside, um, this is what you do in a code. So wasn't it great? We got them back. And now we both know what, how, you know, what to do. Yeah. And how to roll forward now. How to roll and so, forward. And that's that resilience part of rolling yeah, forward. Yeah. One of my favorite slides I have is uh, a Jack in the Box. Did you did you have a Jack in the Box when I, you were growing up? Round did. and round the mulberry bush, and then up pops the weasel. You yeah. know that little Jack in the Box yeah. clown thing. That's not resilience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's that's, that's not, not resilience. resilience. I, I would agree. Yeah. So did you take physics? I did. I took physics. Yeah, me yeah. too. I almost failed. In really? Fact, yeah. My teacher in high school, I did have physics to get into nursing, and grade twelve physics did me in and um uh i was getting coached by the football coach who was a physics teacher um and he made me promise never ever to take physics again if i if he passed me yeah (laughs) (laughs) i obliged um did you do physics in university uh uh i i did (gasps) oh i am impressed and i think that uh that taking those upper level science classes um it, it translates well, in my opinion, to the nursing profession. I, 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 I do actually wish that there were more science classes in uh, nursing programs. Oh, I uh, wish there were more liberal arts so it, that we could learn <laughs> critical thinking 
Oh, sure, and, yeah. And yeah. philosophy and understanding. Well, I think a combination of all those things but, helps critical thinking. But let's thinking. go back to physics. Yeah. Because I was talking about resilience. Yes, resilience. And so when okay. you think about the definition of resilience from physics properties, <laughs> which is okay. where I was going with this, Andrew. Gotcha. Is, is that we in physics, things rebound to their former shape. But in human capacity, resilience is our ability to be transformed. Mm-hmm. And we all feel stress differently. What you find stressful might not even ruffle my feathers. Right, exactly. What, what rocks my boat and tips over my boat might not even be close to anything that you feel. So everybody is different, and we all respond differently. But when our capacity is exceeded, we at chronically we begin to move into that burnout phase. Yeah. And you might see people at work. And again, that's looking at, do you want to be here? Does that person want to be there? Or do they need to be there for their own kind of personal credibility? But when we look at being burned out, why do nurses burn out? There's a whole bunch of reasons. We're taught in nursing school that we can do it all. Mm Mm-hmm. We're taught in nursing school not to do conflict management. We d- we're never taught conflict management. Um, in nursing school, we're taught to be perfectionists. We're taught to be the lone ranger. You go out there and you do it, which is why that nurse manager might respond, yeah. um, you need to learn or get out there and do it or go look it up. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's the old school of nursing. Yeah, it is old school. I was just gonna, I was just going to say that. That, that and I think so that's nurses burn out because of our job. It can be pretty overwhelming. Yeah. And when patients die, it's rough. It's hard, and and sometimes we're taught to maintain that cool exterior and not cry. Mm-hmm. We're taught not to get close to patients, and that's not. Normal. That's not being a normal human being. We respect professional boundaries, but you can show concern and care with a hand on somebody's arm. Absolutely. You can show care and concern by having tears in your eyes because this is a human being who's suffering. Mm-hmm. And, and you are witnessing suffering quite often. Mm-hmm. Um, nurses have a huge amount of responsibility. You just got to call... While we while we were talking here, from a patient about a patient in the hospital with a weird blood infection, um, that's really stressful. I mean, yeah. it's a distraction. Yeah, it's a huge responsibility. And sometimes in nursing, we have these huge responsibilities, but we don't have the autonomy to make those decisions, or that they have to go through somebody else. And and it's this invisible work that we carry with us. Um, nurses burn out because of shift work. Yeah. Nurses burn out because we're tired. Yeah. So, and we're not really taught how to blend work and personal life. Yeah. They talk about balancing it, but I don't think you can balance it. I think it's a blending. In our earlier segment today, Andrew, we talked about how we prepare for work for the next day. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that's a blending. 
Oh, it certainly is. And so we blend our work because it is who we are. We are nurses, but we also are people with outside interests. So that goes into the resilience part about making sure that we take time to decompress. Sure, sure. That we get the sleep that our bodies need, Mm -hmm. that we get the exercise that our bodies need and deserve, that we're eating well, especially at work, that you take no junk food to work, but you take food that nourishes your body because you need this body for the next I don't know, 50, 60 years. Yeah, I'm hoping to make it that far, yeah. Yeah, you're better. (laughs) Yeah. And I plan on it. Yeah. Well, that would make me about 180, but, you know. Um, Yeah, you never know. You never know. Yeah. So um, the other, other ways to build resiliency are positive relationships. Oh, for sure. You know, and, and at work, when the chemistry is right between people, it's not work. It's it's how you spend your time. It yeah. just it's just you know you're in your sweet spot when you're working with your friends. Yeah. You yeah. know? And and so the positive relationships at work are really important. And there's really important social relationships in your life outside of work. And indeed it might be work friends. Some of my best friends are people from work from 30 years ago. Um, Other ways of looking after yourself, oh, my very favorite is gratitude. Yeah. There's some great research from positive psychology um, at UPenn from about 15, 18 years ago that showed that by writing down every day three things that you're grateful for, actually changes the chemistry in your head. Changes your behavior, too, I would imagine. Yeah. So that when you're in these really stressful situations, you automatically start thinking of the things that you're grateful for so that you're not focusing on the person who is bullying you. You're not focusing on feeling overwhelmed at work. You're not feeling horrible at work, but you're saying, I'm so grateful for Tara at work. Because she answered my question with such grace. I'm grateful for Brian at work because he made me laugh in the middle of a really hard day. I'm grateful for my kids because they bring me this unconditional love. Yeah. yeah. You know, and Mm -hmm. you just stop and you think, my husband and I have dinner together almost every night. And we always start with a conversation about how did your day go? And then we, in that, we say, I will say, so who are you, what are you grateful for today? And he'll say, well, what are you grateful for today? And it always includes one another. Yeah. And so really if you've special. got, and one of the doctors I work with, after he's had a really tough conversation with a patient or a very difficult situation, he goes out into the hallway or into the conference room, and he said he pulls out his cell phone, and he said, people can think whatever they want to think. But what I'm doing is I'm pulling up my gratitude list. And every time I think of something I'm so grateful for or a person I'm grateful for, I have it on my cell phone in my list of things that I'm grateful for. And he said it helps me instantly reconnect with who I am and what I'm about and why I am here doing the work that I do. 
So gra- being grateful is is just the key to yeah. helping to change head chemistry. Um, and and having the compassion for yourself that you have for your patients and compassion for one another. And you know what's really cool is that the new 2014-15 nursing code of ethics actually has a whole section on self-compassion and self-care and self-respect. So it is important that we carry that with us in this tumultuous time in, in where we work and the environments that we all work in. It, yeah. It's just so very important to go back to that uh, basic human caring. Yeah, absolutely. That ends. <laughs> <laughs> and that's probably a good place to end right now. So, so, so thank you, Rebecca. For oh, you're welcome. It's been really fun talking <laughs> to you, Andrew. And we have a guest here today, one of Andrew's students, who's been writing us little questions and notes and, and making comments, and we're grateful for her being here today. Yes, thank you, Harmony Tambora. Thank you, Harmony. And so uh, this is Andrew Witters here telling you to uh, innovate, agitate, and educate. And this is Rebecca saying farewell for today and take time to be grateful. All right. Adios. Here at NCLEX Mastery, we love nurses and especially nursing students, but we need your feedback about this podcast. If you have ideas on topics or you have questions you want us to answer, shoot us a message, leave a comment, go to our Facebook page and just tell us what you think because we want to help you in the most specific way that you need that help. Thank you so much.